Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the second episode of Olive Oil, the podcast that evidences true worship as a means to an end and not an end to a means by providing light, heat, spiritual fuel, and emotional healing to you, our listeners, through reflection on true worship. I'm your host, Courtney, and today I'm joined by someone who can be defined by simply one word, fabulous. Miss Sheila Whalem is her name. She is the Executive Director for the Whalum Center for Music Library at Visible Music College. And after a year and a half, she recently finished her live radio show, Love Talk with Sheila Whalum, on WVZM-FM. For two years, she was a relationship expert on WHBQ Channel 13, co-host of ABC's Local Memphis Live, and a regular guest on WREG's Informed Sources and Water Cooler Wednesdays for local and national topics. She is the former president of the Olivet Credit Union, former deputy director of finance for the city of Memphis, and owner of Christlike Modeling. She earned her master's in business administration from the University of Phoenix and bachelor's of communication with a minor in English from the University of Memphis. In the Memphis community, you can find Ms. Sheila as a Community Advisory Board member for Baptist Women's Hospital, a member of the Rotary Club, and on a Monday of every month, partnering in Bust a Move Monday, an initiative which she also co-founded that aims to support local small businesses. She has authored several books such as Why Love Doesn't Last, The Stimulus Package, Why Men Cheat, Destined to be a Preacher's Wife, and her first novel, Don't Walk Away, and latest release, Big Shot, My Mother Margaret. Miss Sheila has been a wife for 37 years to Dr. Kenneth T. Whalem Jr., pastor of the New Olivet Worship Center. Together they have three sons, Kenneth III, who's a saxophonist for many artists such as Maxwell and Jay-Z, And side note, he is also the artist behind our intro and outro music. Next up, we have Cortland, who is a singer, actor, and instructor at Stax Music Academy. He's been featured in Cats, The Wiz, Aida, and A Raisin in the Sun at the Hattie Lou Theater. And lastly, Cameron Whalem, who we got to meet in our previous episode. And I'm sure as a mother, you were so proud of your baby boy talking about worship and about all the places it's gotten him thus far. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here with you today, Courtney. I'm sure we'll have a great conversation once again. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here to share with your listeners uh, just about my life, really. And what all God has done for me through worship. That's one of our takeaways from the podcast to showcase your life as you reflect on worship and how it's changed your life. Absolutely. Well, you stated a lot of things that I do and or and I did. And I'm like, wow, I did all of that. But God gives you strength. He, he gives you... Um, ideas to do the different things and he gave me those ideas to do the different things and to try for different things and so 
I like to just keep it moving, but I could not do it without God being really present in my life. It's just no way in the world. It may sound easy on paper, but you have to prove yourself in many of these cases, you know, on jobs and, and just everything you do, you really have to prove yourself. And a lot of times you may say, well, I can't do it, but you can do it. Most of those things on that uh, that you read, I can't believe that I did it. I accomplished it because um, I just, it, that just wasn't me per se back mm-hmm. in the day. I used to be a little shy girl, you know, <laughs> and all of that. But because of the relationship that I have with God, he allow, he sees who I am. And he can see who you are, and he puts those things in motion, in place for you to get where you need to be. And so I'm just thankful for the life that I live for him, um, for my family, for my city, and for myself. I'm, I'm very pleased uh, to, to, to have this life that I have. And it's quite a coincidence that you say like you're kind of struck by all the things that I read in your um, in your introduction because that was the first question that I asked Cam was just like when somebody introduces you and are you still in awe and I guess just like, even from mother to son it was just like it's still like did I do all of that absolutely yeah with three sons and they travel all over the world and play with everybody I'm like Wow. But I'm not surprised because when you live for the Lord, you don't know what he's going to do and what direction he's going to take you. You just have to be able to go with the flow, whatever happens. It's only been a couple of minutes thus far, Mm -hmm. but I hear a lot of what Cam was saying through you. And so I'm pretty sure that comes from his upbringing and you raising three phenomenal men now. They're doing well. They're not in jail. Your kids are with Jay-Z, <laughs> Maxwell. All of them are on stage performing. Right, with Bruno, all of them. Bruno well, Mars across the world and yeah. Cortland. And, like, he has the music and the acting. So it's just like. <laughs> well, again, first of all, you have to do your part. It's, it's a lot of hard work. Don't get me wrong. You know, I was a mother. I mean, I had my career going. I was all excited to be working in television uh, when I left the University of Memphis. And all of that. But then, you know, when you're in television and trying to be Mm -hmm. in anger and all of that, you have to work nights on weekends and all that. And I had these little boys. Right. And then I was married to a pastor. Mm -hmm. So we had to compromise. There was just no way that I could fulfill what I needed to do at that time with three little boys, uh, with him trying to pastor nobody, watching the children per se. Mm -hmm. So we did compromise and I gave up my job at Channel 5, WMC TV 5. And uh, I stayed home. For like six years as a housewife, you know, as a mother to raise my three sons, I gave it up. And so I I did the housewife thing, you know. I had to, you know, kept my home clean. I had my dinner cooked. I had my children with homework. I did all of that foundational stuff. I gave, you know, I gave it up Mm -hmm. to do what I need to do as a wife and a mother. And I did that. And after about six years, I think when Cameron finally went to school, I was free, you know, to kind of do something. And I did say, okay, Lord, now it's time for me. What, what's up? And and that's how I started my journey of uh, going back to work and going back to school. Um, you know, I finished college, but I went back to get my master's and all that. Mm-hmm. So in addition to working full time and all of that, I was able to really help them as teenagers, you know. Mm-hmm. I stayed at home when they were young. But as teenagers, you know, you need they need their parents as well. And so I was able to uh, get them involved in everything they wanted to get involved in. I worked, did all the stuff for them. I did, We did all of that, me and my husband. So we just stayed active in their lives to make sure their dreams came true as to what they wanted in life. And we supported them wholeheartedly, you know. 
Uh, we just did everything that we had to do, but all at the same time, kept God right there. They didn't have an option of not going to church. They went every time we were there, and I didn't miss church. So we went mm-hmm. all the time, Sunday morning, Sunday night on Wednesday night, even at our old church in Arkansas for 10 years. They were always there. We came to Olivet. They were always there. Now when they're grown, they do what they want to do, you know. <laughs> but during that time, growing up, they had they did not have an option. So, you know, and like I said, we, we prayed for our kids and just asked that God would just bless them. That's all. You know, everybody's human, and they got to live their own lives. And they're grown now. They do live their mm-hmm. own lives. But during that time... As a mother, I just wanted to make sure that they had everything they needed to succeed in life, you know. And 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 God gave me a job, so the and my husband, of course, worked so that we can support whatever they want to do to take those private lessons, um, you know, and travel and do those things on the on the band trips and all of that. So again, we could not have done it without God being in our lives and living for Him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from Sunday school, 11 o'clock service, night service, they were always there with us because they didn't have an option. They did not have an option to stay at home. Can you talk about during the time when you was just like, should I continue to work or should I stay at home with my boys? Especially with millennials, it was just like you want to get started on your career, but you also want a family and balancing the two it seems like you have to pick either or. You, and you do. And actually, I did not want to pick staying at home because I was in my dream job. Mm-hmm. But when my husband said, we need to sit down and talk about this, you know, I had to honor my husband's request. I couldn't be this one with no, you know, I, w- I want to keep working, da, da, da. And if I had done that, I don't know what would have happened or what my kids would be at this time. But I didn't do it. I honored my husband and I quit my job at Channel 5 and stayed at home as a housewife. Mm-hmm. And... Because of that, I mean, I even got closer to God than I had been. I mean, you know, read my word, tell God what I wanted. And he blessed us mightily at that period and, and has still blessed us mightily till this day. And, you know, my children are in their 30s, you know, all mm-hmm. of them. So um, it's just living the life of God. In addition to working hard, you're not just live for God and not doing anything. You can't just sit down. But you have to be an example and live for God. It's not hard to live for God. I mean, he created us, you know, he so, bless you and everything. So within this time, it was something that you didn't want to do, but you I had, had like, like you had to do. Yeah, because and, I, because I had just gotten my college degree. That's what I was in school mm-hmm. for. Oh man, I got my degree. Now I can go work at this TV station, which I did for about five years. But, um, when it was really getting ready to be full time, you know, that's when I had to give it up, you know, to raise my children. And so I think. You might have been on cloud nine, everything is going well, but then whatever the circumstance is, you have to give it up. You got to give it up. And it seems like you might be getting punished at the moment. Well, you, it's really a blessing in disguise. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a punishment. It's just a matter of... Like in the moment, you see it as a punishment, but in hindsight, you see it as the blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. it's like, well, you know, it's like, oh man, I don't want to do that. You know, sit, you know, give up, but I'm, I'm on this trajectory. I don't want to give it up. You know, you don't want to, but you know it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And your spirit, you know it's the right thing to do. And I'm telling you, I gave it up. And God has blown my world ever since. It's been unreal. So when the kids were down for a nap, is that when you decide to go back to school for your master's? No, no. Actually, uh, at that time, 
No, no. I just stayed at home and became a housewife. No, I okay. didn't do anything but take care of my kids. Mm-hmm. No, I was at home. I was at home cooking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so when my husband got home, he would have dinner, and uh, the kids, I came home with the homework. So no, I gave it all up to be the mother to those young boys. And um, like I said, after Cameron, I think, got to be five or six or whatever, and day- I put him in daycare, then I was able to go back, you know, mm-hmm. and... Um, start my career then uh but no i mean you just gotta do what you gotta do at that moment you, there's no there's just no again my husband talked no, about it it's no going around you have that's to going go around. through i mean either that or you know it just wouldn't work it just wouldn't have worked like it has worked you know like it's been mm-hmm. perfect it's been so good uh i just couldn't even imagine if i did not honor my husband to say because he asked me you know let's compromise i think you may need to just give it up for a while. You can always go back, which I did. You know, I went back many years later, like you just mentioned, with me being on uh, um, Channel 3 sometime, ABC 2430, um, all of that. You know, it has to be God's timing. It's not our mm-hmm. timing and what we want in life. And we certainly want all, everything in life right now, you know, like popcorn. But I had to like, okay, settle down, do what you got to do. I did A first, you get A, B, C all the way through, you know. So, no, I had to do what I had to do, and it has been the most amazing journey that I can ever imagine. And, it, and I'm not finished yet, and they're all grown, <laughs> you know. <laughs> From Cam's episode and that time you spent at home, you can see yourself within your kids, right. but right. looking at you, you see God through you, so it oh, yeah. reflects throughout. Oh, yeah, and and like, you know, during this particular time, you know, Pastor talks about worship. Dr. Whalen talks about worship all the time. Well, worship is really just getting close to God, you know, whether mm-hmm. you're blowing kisses to God, driving down the street or at home or uh, laying out, you know, prostrate before him or kneeling. All of that's a form of worship. And you can choose whichever one you like. You don't have to do all of it. It's just, you know, you can choose one. And I, I typically get on my knees and just you just pray to God and, and really kind of just listen to him. Actually say, okay, this is God's time, you know, and, and Lord, what do I need to do now? You know, the kids in school, the, look, dinner is cooked already. Uh, and you just kind of meditate. It's like a meditation period, but not necessarily for you, but for God to hear you and, and speak to you as to kind of what you need to do. And so... That's just, it's a quiet time, actually. You know, when the kids were in school, the mm-hmm. house was quiet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, very quiet. So, I mean, you commune with God, and he'll show you so many things. Oh, my God. And he that's what he, he did for me, you know? And uh, like I said, they're all grown now, and they have been truly blessed, I mean, like totally. And they have to now go out and live their own lives and deal with all kinds of people and... Uh, but they got that home training. No matter what they choose to do in the future, they got the home training as to try to live the best life they can, you know, around anybody, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm not saying be all holy rolling and all of that kind of stuff. When you're in music and entertainment and all of that, you know, you in a, in a job, you got to fit in, but you ain't got to go all, all the, the way, way. If, if they, are, like, if people are a whole nother way, you don't have to go all the way. But they have to see your presence and know, you know, who you are and you're not going to take uh, a backseat to anybody, and you're not going to this or that. And that's how I raised them, you know, live your own life, you know, it's between you and God. When you're talking about worship, we always say worship's greatest value is that it consecrates the mind. And as I listened to you, the first thing that popped into my head was the mamba mentality that Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he often talked mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he would often say would be sacrifices for his family. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from you. Worship 
consecrates the mind, helps you get that mamba mentality to where you can be the best you you can be. Right. And you got to work hard, though. Worship mm-hmm. and work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you got to work. You can't just say, okay, God, give me this, and you're not doing anything. Yes, Kobe was dynamic. Everybody, you know, realizes that. But he realized it himself first, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I feel, and, and again, my husband is like that. Dr. Kennedy Wedham Jr., he knows who he is, first of all. And then with God sanctioning his mind and everything, he's dynamic. Well, because of him and I'm the spouse, you know, that's, that's through me as well. You know, I've gotten that, and I got it from my mother and father, don't get me wrong, as a child. But my husband has enhanced that to, you know, for, together. We're together mm-hmm. to just believe in what we believe in, and we can do anything in the world, and God will allow you to do anything that you want. He'll give you the desires of your heart. But you got to be ready. You got you to gotta be uh Study the Word of God and study, well, have your education if you can, or even just study whatever you're trying to get to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't go to school, and that's fine, too. Uh, you can make money a lot of ways, but you got to know your craft. You know what I mean? So you have to, you got to study something, but you got to mix it with God, you know, for it to work. And, uh, and, and again, it's that consecrated mind. Okay. Okay. My man is like, I got to do this thing, you know, and don't be all over the place, wishy-washy. You know, focus on one thing at a time. And that's pretty much what I was doing, you know, focus on my kids. Okay, I stayed at home. They got them settled now. Now I can focus on me, do what I need to do. I focused on me. Then I said, okay, now it's time for them to go to college. Let me focus on college, stop spending mm-hmm. money so I can save for their college. You know, and all of that. And, and we sent them to college, to Morehouse College, and then to New York, uh, and they didn't have any loans. Right, yeah, Mm -hmm. because we sacrificed. Now, you know, with all that behind me, then I can use the money for myself. (laughs) You know, do what I want to do. But you have to know what to do at those times. You know what I mean? So it's just it's it's a wonderful life living for God. And just like uh, we're all saddened by Kobe, we don't ever know when our time is up. We don't ever Mm -hmm. ever know ever. So you use it wisely. Use your time wisely. And uh, do the best you can, you know? While you talk about progression of refining your craft mm-hmm. and doing the best that you could, mm-hmm. you went back to school. You eventually was the deputy director of finance yes, for the amazing. city of Memphis. Of Memphis, absolutely. Now, that was that was amazing. And I handled uh, bonds and investments. And I'm like, what in the world is a bond? <laughs> but I, I read up on I was mm-hmm. already in the finance division. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I read up on it and studied it. And uh, they created a position for me. And I did it to the best of my ability. And uh, it was fabulous when I left, <laughs> you know, <laughs> after all those years. Yeah. So and, and I did that. Like I said, by that time, the kid, the my three sons were all in college, you know. Mm-hmm. So they were gone from me. So I was able to work and, and really focus and study. So that's the whole point. And then I went back and got uh, other leadership uh, uh, diplomas or what have you after all of that. So you have to keep learning, you know, your craft and all of that. So, yeah, I was able to do that quite well. Looking at how you model your life, no pun intended, that you are a model with a modeling <laughs> agency too. Yeah. You really focus, I mean, this decade – we're raising my boys. Yeah, right. Next, I'm focusing on my right. my financial career. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after this, what other kind of right. endeavors? And so after that, you went back to broadcasting. Yes, yes. And so you were the relationship expert. Mm-hmm. You were a local correspondent mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. local and national mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. 
So how does that tie, like, how did you go from relationship expert to author why love doesn't last isn't that amazing god did all of that you know and here's Mm -hmm. another thing he planted a seed you know when he doesn't allow his people to get stagnant and not just do anything so you have to always keep moving as i mentioned Mm -hmm. earlier so you know once i retired i'm like okay what can i do next well i'm back at home so you have to pray okay lord and so the lord had me to write my first book which was that was uh uh, in 2001, uh, which was destined to be a preacher's wife. And I just mm-hmm. wrote about my life as a young girl up until being married to Dr. Whalem. Uh, the point is I never wanted to be a preacher's wife. But it's the best life I could have ever lived and could live to this day because I got even closer to God. But God plants those seeds when he can get your attention. And I, I wrote that book, and, and you know, I kept writing books. Uh, let's see, Pretty Woman 2 and... Um, which is the truth about jealousy among girls and women, because that's a big issue for women and girls. If you're trying to go somewhere, people will really try to stop mm-hmm. you, and they make it hard for you. And only God can help you through that, and then you being excellent in what you do. But uh, I wrote about that to help people. And every book is about helping somebody. I wrote The Stimulus Package, Why Men Cheat, because during that time, I think uh, in 2000 and, um, well, yeah, 2011, I wrote that one. Uh, it was basically about a lot of, Couples divorcing, you know, married couples uh, divorcing, Christian couples in particular, and, and uh, the divorce rate had gotten kind of high, like a 50% or more. Mm-hmm. And as a Christian, and, and I'm married, I'm like, that shouldn't be. You know, God created marriage. He, he loves marriage. And so I wrote a book about that. And then, uh, Why Love Doesn't Last. And that was in 2014. And that book was pretty much about... Um, Love transitions, you know. You don't have to just Mm -hmm. give up on a fabulous relationship just because you feel that there's no love. Well, if you've been together 10, 15 years, there's love. It's just a different kind of love. It's not that lust, love, per se, on the front end. And so I just I write books to try to help people and and just – because I have a great, great relationship. Now I'm going on 38 years with the one and only, Dr. Kenneth T. Whalem Jr. He's a fabulous husband, pastor, man, all of that. And – you know, it's just just based on how I've lived my life. I just know how it could be for people. It's just wonderful if you have God right there and live for him. And so, but anyway, God, I, I was never an author. See, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. God just keeps giving you things to do, and he gives you what to write. And I'm always writing. You know, when I'm at home, if I if a thought pop up in my head, you wouldn't believe how many times I jump out of bed at 2 in the morning and write something down or 3 in the morning. And then later on, if I'm if I'm still have nothing else to do, God will say, "Okay, go back and look at that," and I can s- create something out of that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I write the different things that I write. And um, after that, I wrote my first novel that came out uh, January of uh, well, no, on my birthday actually, my birthday will be Sunday, believe it or not, on the second Groundhog Day. <laughs> but last year, um, I released my book on my birthday downtown, uh, my first novel mm-hmm. called Don't Walk Away. And it's just a book about these five couples of um, people who, they had some issues, you know? Yeah. But if you have God in your life, he can work on those issues for you, you know? So it's a, it's a kind of funny book out of my character per se, but I created all these people. So I wanted to get that message out too about, you know, sometimes you have to walk away, but try not to, you know, in, in a relationship or in a marriage in particular. And then the last book I wrote was uh, August. Uh, it was presented August 30th, 2019. It's called Big Shot My Mother Margaret. 
I wrote that because my mother passed away at the age of 51. It broke my heart totally. But she was turning, she would have turned 80 this past August. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what can I do for her 80th birthday? So I had a remembering Margaret party at my home and invited all her sisters and brothers, what have you, and, and our family. And we had the best time in the world. And I presented all of them a book about my mother's life because she was a jazz singer and, and uh, then went on to sing in church and all of that. And she was the most beautiful woman in the world to me. She was my best friend and all of that. And I think I got to make this point. That's another reason I stayed so busy because when my mother died suddenly, I was like lost. You know, mm-hmm. I was married, but I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do without my mother? That was a part of you. That was a part that of was me. Yeah. Missing. Yeah, it was. And so God, He just had to keep me busy. And mm-hmm. He did all those years. Like, I can finally get strong enough, you know. So as life was going, He wanted you to keep going too yes. and not be stuck That's true. in that moment. Yes. And I kept going. And, and I think, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what I've accomplished all that I have because I stayed busy. From the time she died up until, even to today, I just keep mm-hmm. it moving, you know. And so, I'm, of course, I'm better with all of that now. But, uh, yeah, so, so anyway, I became an author. <laughs> so, I'm just all these things that God keep, keep creating for me. I have no idea what's next, but he keeps doing it. And as long as I'm alive, I'm going to do it as well as live the life of a Christian to, so that others can see Christ in me. That's, that's what it's all about anyway. Because for me, I like to talk about the end. I don't want to just talk about life. At, at some point, we're all going to die. And I want to go to heaven. I promise you I do. I think we all do. <laughs> well, I'm trying to get there. So by any means necessary. So whatever I need to do, I'm trying to do that. And so since I have a relationship expert in the house, <laughs> I thought I would ask a question. So a lot of millennials, it was just like, okay, we focus on a job. Now we want to focus on a relationship. And you've talked about God's timing mm-hmm. and like how he'll show you things. One of the things he reveals within the Bible is what a Proverbs 31 woman is. Mm-hmm. What are the clues? Well, that's a, that's a, Great question. Two two things. The Bible said, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's up to the man, first of all, to find the wife. Okay, okay. step one. Man step finds- one, right. The woman ain't getting a business per se looking for the man. That's just out of order. Okay? <laughs> now, people do anything they want to do, but that's out of order. Mm-hmm. It's really up for the man to find the wife. He that find a wife find a good thing. Now, to find the wife, she has to be wife wifey material, you know what okay. I'm saying? So personally Hashtag wifey material. Wifey material yeah. Step number two. Step number two, because you know, I'm just saying, you you like we met in church, you don't have to meet in church. You can meet I used to go to the club and have a, a great time dancing and all of that. But I, I didn't find a, a husband in there, or he didn't find me in there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, you know, you just have to the, a man knows who he wants. That's the first thing. He know he he'll know right off that that's my wife. He'll say it. That's just the way it is. He can tell by how whatever she's doing that he likes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, she'll be a great mother for my kids, or she can she she can do this, or she can do that. A man kind of knows. He has that feeling because God has put that in him, and um, so that's how I see a proverb woman per se. Mm-hmm. to be a wife you you have to be wife material you know you have to men can see who you are you know see that you are this certain kind of person you know you're not this loose kind of person this loose woman men don't want that no because you're gonna end up being from a from a, a girlfriend to the wife how does that work if you're a loose woman you know what i mean mm-hmm. you don't want to be a loose wife so it all goes together but a man has to 
he has to pray to God for the wife. And then he has to search her out, you know, and, and God, God will just show you, this is the one, you know? And for me, and here's, here's a true story. And several people, a lot of people know this actually, but I was already engaged to somebody and, um, but God sent Dr. Whalem, you know? And so it just, God was like, this is the one. And and pastor came to me, but I'm thinking, no, that ain't the one. No, mm-hmm. it's not. And so we dated for a while, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to date somebody else. Yeah. But it didn't happen because it wasn't meant to be. I had written him a dear John letter. <laughs> you know, he's a fabulous man, but I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with this one that's not treating me too well at all, but he's okay because I knew him, you know. I was like, well, but God said, nope, don't mail that letter to Kenneth. And the rest is history. See, 38 years almost, a marriage. Because, like, if you go on social media, anything dealing with Sierra and Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. you see everybody was just like, oh, what is the prayer that she said to (laughs) um, go from future to Russell? (laughs) She always says she took the time out to find herself, really get in tune with God, Mm -hmm. and then he 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 found her. her. Right, once Mm -hmm. she got herself together. And and that's true. He that finded a wife, woman, whatever, the Bible says wife, found it a good thing. So when... When you, uh, the man, when he finds you, better be that good thing. You know, that means you're going to, you got his back. You're going to take care of him. You're going to go through the ups and the downs, the good times, the bad times. You're going to be, you're going to be there and not just there in good times and all of that. No, it's, that's, that's some deep stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but prayer has to be involved because, uh, divorce, the, the divorce rate is still high, yeah. you know. And a lot of people don't even want to get married, you know. Well, I want to live this single life. Well, that's on you, but God really loves marriages. He really does. And that's what we have. Cain, a couple's achieving newness again. We have going on 21 years strong. We just got back from Rome, Italy. So many beautiful couples who could have given up on their marriages, but mm-hmm. they, they stayed because there are other couples in the class, you know. Some of the notions of marriage that I might have had, it kind of changed mm-hmm. a little bit. Just like looking at your life, some women might think, oh, if I'm getting married, I got to be in the submissive role. And that could also be applied to um, men as well, if they had a really successful wife, mm-hmm. they might have had to take it on the same role as you. You're not necessarily, that's not your life, and God will give you your time right. to shine. Right. And it'll be like, I'm going to have businesses going back to school mm-hmm. and have successful kids because I put in the time, I put in the work, even though it was a sacrifice at the time, it just kind of showed how strong you are. Mm-hmm. And what and what sacrifice and what sacrifices in your life how god will reward you and and that's 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 another good point because what if my husband did not allow me to do all that stuff that i did what if mm-hmm. he like i don't want you working i don't want you to do that what if he did all that see that's why you have to be together don't be unequally yoked that's what the word says okay so my husband helped me with everything uh, you know? aha moment right there yeah. don't be unequally yoked. you can't you got to be on the same page you know one can't be in church per se and one out you're not on the same page now you can do anything you want to do in life but god will bless it when you are united when i was in school my husband helped me when i was having the kids he helped me with my jobs he helped me going through hard times with people on my job because of jealousy god helped me i mean my husband helped me as well as god so you have to be together. And for the, for the husband, if the wife got a great job, fabulous. The husband's still the head. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're not equal like that. The husband is the head, period. 
if you're doing it God's way. Now, people are doing everything. We're in 2020 now. People are doing everything in the world, and that's fine if they want to do it. For me, as the, as, as the word says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. So the, my husband's the head of our home, and then, you know, we go from there. And so no matter what his job, my husband had, there was a time early years ago, you know, when he had lost a job, and, and uh, I made it work. You know, we made it work. I was working. So you, you do, you know, you have to flip-flop it sometimes, but the husband is still the head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that you make more than him or whatever the case may be. It, it has to be that way, and and the the man needs to know that, and so you have, that's why you as a uh, not you but men have to find that right woman that's gonna help them, help help you know help them get where they mm-hmm. need to be. The two are stronger, you know what I mean. Can nobody come between me and my husband? Period. Absolutely. When we had our church split, it was the the worst time of our lives because we could not believe that people in God's house would. Uh, not honor the pastor and, and act a fool in God's house. But I remember this one guy that was just acting really crazy on, on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the church was just crazy during that time. But anyway, he walked up to me. We were face to face. He was like the devil in disguise, which he was the devil. But he was like, uh, some kind of way, you need to move. I said, you, you, I said, you better move. I, I stood up to him. You know, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't move. You know, for whatever you're trying to do. So I'm just saying God will give you the holy boldness when you need it. So don't live your life free. You know, whoever's listening, live your life free. You know, be happy. Do those things you enjoy. Have fun with your friends. God wants us to do all of that. But still recognize him. That's all. Just recognize him. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that is Miss Sheila Whalem. Thank you so much. It's been fabulous. I'm on the social media platform, of course, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you know, of course, at the New Olivet at Bible <laughs> Study on Wednesday nights. I'm at Sunday School on Sunday mornings, which is at 10,000 Woodland Hills in Memphis, Tennessee. So you can just find me just pretty much everywhere uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, if I'm not at church, I'm doing something in the community, uh, like you mentioned, the different clubs I'm in. Mm-hmm. So I'm always asked to do this and do that. So I just never know where I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I never know, but I'm ex- that's that's what I'm excited about my life. And again, with, with my sons uh, performing different places, I try to show up at their events, you know, mm-hmm. at their venues. So, you know, I'm just free. I'm free in my mind and free in my spirit to just do what I want to do, but make sure that, making sure that God gets the glory in everything that I do. All right, thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you again for episode number three.